What is up, everybody? TGIF. It is Friday, September 9th. We're just a couple days from Browns football. I can't believe it. A couple days for our kickoff party up at Platform Brewery. This is your Daily Dog Take. I am Jacob at Roachism13, joined again by the amazing and handsome Bryson from Panthers on Tap. Bryson, how are we doing tonight? Great, man. I'm, I'm glad to be back on here and, and talk some football with you. I appreciate you having me on. I said I said tonight, and it's a it's in the morning. I'm I'm really struggling with recording shows at night and then putting them out in the morning and then pretending it's the morning. It's just not going. It's just not going well for me, guys. Tough, if you, man. Yeah, you know. So what are you gonna do, it, guys? If you are ready, you are not quite ready for the season because you don't have your apparel game on point. Well, guess what? We got you taken care of with our friends over at Homage. They got the best vintage gear on the market. We are going to give away two $50 Homage gift cards on Sunday at Pack the Platform at Platform Brewery up off of Lorraine Avenue in Ohio City. So if you want to get decked out they got victory monday shirts they got blitz the league shirts they just released out all that kind of stuff check out homage i'll put a link in the description down below listen bryson we talked about the offense yesterday man let's talk about the defense uh switch it on the other side of the ball for the panthers um kind of just give me you know let's start let's let's go put you know group by group let's start with the defensive line what's going on with the defensive line over there yeah, so this is a group that um, <clears throat> lost quite a bit this offseason. Uh, Hassan Reddick, uh, who led the team in sacks last season, goes up to uh, Philadelphia, and the Panthers really didn't do anything to address his loss. Uh, internally, they're hoping a player they drafted in the second round in 2020, Torgres Matos, steps up and kind of takes that leap, leap uh, across from Brian Burns, who uh, I think is one of the better defensive ends in the league. Uh, very fast, speedy. There, his nickname's uh, Spidey Burns coming off the edge. He does the Spider-Man pose uh, when, he, when he gets a sack. So uh, he does struggle. Uh, Brian Burns does when uh, he's double teamed. So to, to get that other pressure consistent from the other side of the line, um, from Yitor, um, Marquis Haynes, who's a rotational player, will be important uh, for Carolina versus the Browns. And then um, on the inside – Derek Brown, who was a top 10 pick a couple years ago, a really good defensive tackle that uh, we are, we as Panther fans are uh, is going to take another step. Then um, behind him, it's kind of – well, uh, they did sign Matt Ioannidis from the uh, Washington football team, Commanders, whatever their name is. <laughs> yeah. uh, he he is a Matt Rule guy. He uh, Matt Rule coached him in college, which is something that Carolina fans are used to having happened on the Panthers roster. He loves his former college players. So uh, Ioannidis and Brown are, will be the two main uh, D tackles that you'll see with Yitor and Brian Burns. Um, this group struggles with uh, rush defense. Uh, they do not uh, set the edge well in the rush game. They do not stop it coming up the middle very well. So that is the number one concern for me as a Panthers fan versus the Browns with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt running the ball. Uh, it, and it's supposed to be a rainy day in Charlotte. So, uh, like I had mentioned to you before, I think that that favors the Browns style of, of run game, um, in regards to, uh, versus the Panthers. So I think that, uh, that area of the defense would be my number one concern as a Panthers fan. I will, I will say talking about Brian Burns, it's a really interesting matchup for him against Jed Wills, because if you look and Jed has the ankle injury yesterday, last year, but if you look at where he struggled his rookie year too, it's the more athletic guys. Like, I don't think you're going to out muscle Jed Wills very often, 
But when he gets beat, he gets beat inside by athletic moves. So there's definitely a matchup there for the Panthers to kind of exploit, um, you know, because I saw Jed struggle with some of that stuff again in camp. So it's definitely not a great matchup for the Browns unless they want to double him all day. And then, you know, you know how that goes. If you double one guy all day, you know how it, there's an opportunity for somebody somewhere else. Yeah. Um, we'll get to that secondary in a second because it's terrifying. But let's slide back to the linebacker core. Um, you know, the Browns kind of got – that's kind of a weak spot for the Browns. Uh, behind uh, JOK because you've got Jacob Phillips and, and, and Anthony Walker, the veteran, that and they're fine, and Phillips has all the injuries. But, you know, what, uh, what's going on with the Panthers linebackers? How are they looking this year? Yeah, so this was a group going into the offseason that I was not very high on, and uh, my, my co-host on my show was not either. But kind of throughout training camp, we've, we've grown a little bit more to be comfortable with this group. Uh, they – mostly with the emergence of, of a rookie, Brandon Smith, out of Penn State that they drafted in the fourth round this year. He's been playing very well uh, throughout the preseason and in training camp, uh, and I, I think that he'll have quite a bit of playing time on Sunday. But uh, starting at the top, uh, one of the leaders of the team is Shaq Thompson. Uh, he'll be a captain that hopefully will be announced. It was supposed to be tonight, but uh, it didn't happen. So hopefully <laughs> tomorrow um, the Panthers will announce their captains, and he will be one. Uh, then Frankie Louvu uh, is a very exciting player that pops on, on the screen a lot. Um, he will make some plays. Uh, then behind him, Corey Littleton, linebacker they signed, a free agency veteran linebacker that had struggled the past couple of years with the Raiders and the Rams. Um, and then you get to Brandon Smith, uh, who is the rookie that is kind of, you know, coming into his own. So in uh, Damian Wilson, who is a linebacker from – the Jags that had a hundred tackles last year. So it, it's a decent group. It's definitely not the best in the league. I would say it's probably about league average um, with Shaq Thompson being a little better and then the rest kind of being average slash below average. So uh, it's a group that can be exploited in, in the passing game. Uh, coverage is not their, their strong suit. Um, they, they, I'd say that they do specialize more in, in run. So it gets past the defensive line and the linebackers are always there to clean it up most of the time. So, uh, I, I would say that this group, uh, is, it, it's about average. Uh, Brandon Smith, that's a, that's a, that is a name that, uh, Browns fans that followed me are familiar with in the draft. That is definitely, it was definitely a name. I was like, yeah, you know, it wouldn't be a bad idea to get him up here. So I, I definitely am a little bit envious whenever I like it with JOK being the exception. Uh, whenever I like a linebacker, he just right when I think he's going to potentially get to Cleveland and I hear that they're interested, he'll just get taken like 10 picks to like ahead of them. Like last year, it was a couple of years ago. It was a uh, Logan Wilson. Who's in the, with, with the Bengals now. And yeah. I was huge on him. And, and I love those. Wyoming those Wyoming linebackers, man, when they got, <laughs> when they got, if they're coming out of Wyoming. You just go ahead and you spend the draft pick on them. Oh, yeah. You do pretty good over there. It's just like, eh, you know, I, I like that. So, all right, shift it back corners and safeties, man. I JC Horn was my dude in that draft, man. And I love Greg Newsom. I love Greg Newsom. I wouldn't trade him for the world, but I JC Horn like he, it was really interesting because JC was like like back of the first round. It felt like when that draft cycle started. Maybe not for NFL teams, but for us on the outside looking in. And I was kind of like, man, I hope nobody finds out about this JC Horn. That every you know he runs up there. I actually picked him to win Defensive Rookie of the Year last year before the injury. I thought he was he was going to be really good. CJ Henderson, man, like I just don't think he gets enough respect over there on the other side of it. And then Jeremy Chen. I mean, it's it's a very talented group, man. So let's let, let's talk about these defensive backs. 
Yeah, so uh, J.C. Horn, like you mentioned, coming off the injury uh, all throughout camp, just a true lockdown number one corner. Um, and if he can stay healthy, is going to be one of the best in the league. We really believe that in Carolina. So uh, he's the number one. And then they re-signed Dante Jackson, who's been the number one corner in Carolina for a while, but who's kind of taken a backseat to J.C. Horn. Uh, Dante Jackson is a corner that – has a lot of speed, one of the fastest corners in the league, but struggles in coverage sometimes and can be exploited. Uh, so uh, he's probably the number two right now with C.J. Henderson being the three in the slot. Um, Henderson is, you know, a, a former top ten pick a couple of years ago. Uh, Carolina traded a tight end and a fourth-round pick for last year and got him out of uh, Jag uh, the Jaguars with Urban Meyer and uh, – <laughs> <laughs> and, and he's and he's uh, he's really taken to Steve Wilkes and uh, Carolina and um, c- coming to his own as well. So it's a it's a very good trio of of corners um, that really are going to be a, a good group this year. And then going to the safeties, Xavier Woods was a free agent signing this offseason uh, from I think his last thing was the Vikings. I know he's played for the Cowboys and the Vikings, mm-hmm. um, who's been v- playing very well in Carolina. Um, and then. H- Beside of him, of course, is Jeremy Chin, who's one of my favorite Carolina Panthers. Uh, really, really just does – he's good at everything on, on on the field. He can do just about anything. Um, I prefer him, uh, just as my personal preference, more up in, in the box closer to the line of scrimmage because he is a sideline-to-sideline player. He can uh, – he reminds me a lot of prime Luke Keekley, uh in Carolina where he's just all over the field getting in the backfield, you know, tackling running back to get past the defensive line and all kinds of stuff. So, uh, but he is also a, a, a good uh, safety and coverage as well. So uh, I think our secondary is one of the better ones in the league. And I think it's very underrated. Uh, but I think that, you know, once we do get a couple games on film and, and, and the league starts seeing it, I think that the uh, secondary will get their respect that they, uh, that they earned. I, uh, I I was writing an article a couple of days ago for for Dog Pound Daily talking about kind of five players to watch for the Browns that that really needed to kind of step up their game if they were going to beat the the Panthers this coming weekend. And uh, one thing I talked about was David Njoku going against the linebacking core if he's matched up against them and not matched up against the corners, mainly because I think that your corners are just significantly more talented than the Browns wide receivers. Like I think Amari Cooper's good. I think Amari Cooper can battle and give JC Horn a bit of a, you know, I think, I think it'll be like a give and take between them. You know, Horn's going to make some plays. I think Cooper will make some plays, but outside of that, you know, you got, I like DPJ, but he's got to be more consistent, right? Like six drops last year or something. Just, and I just, I, he dropped one. Like I, I just keep thinking back to that, that first drive against the Raiders, that COVID game where they played on a Tuesday, and he drops a bomb. They could have kicked a field goal, won the game, and now we're getting down. Just a, I, we don't need to go down that road. But you know, DPJ and I love David Bell, and and but he's a rookie, and Schwartz has had some some drop issues here in the preseason. I think I think Schwartz has got the yips, and so I really. I'm worried. I'm just worried that there's just too much talent in that secondary to really get a much going from the wide receivers if Kareem Hunt and David Njoku doesn't get something going. Like, I think they've got to, you know, you kind of talked about league average linebackers, and it's like, I'll take league average linebackers a lot more than I'll take top 10 secondary. Let's go after those linebackers (laughs) and kind of do that and, uh, you know, go after that. So, 
this was a very, very, uh, I think, highly rated defense last year. Um, I think, what was it, like a second rating, uh, played pretty pretty well. Um, overall, total defense, some points. I, you know, I don't think the defense was the reason they were losing games last year, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I just don't think that that was really what it was. But when it did struggle, or when it, or if it struggles Sunday, what is the place that the Browns got to try to exploit if they're going to win? Yeah, it's uh, it was the second overall ranked defense last year, but it's very, um, very like misleading because this the defense struggles heavily um, in the run game. Uh, so it is a, it was a good secondary last year. It's a good secondary this year, better than it was last year, but. Uh, last year, this team's battled through some injuries um, on the defensive side of the ball, like we mentioned with J.C. Horn. And uh, really just uh, if you can get the run game going, this defense is very susceptible uh, to then the play action. Um, and then, you know, it's all downhill from there. So I think that if Cleveland can establish the run game, especially if it's going to be a rainy day and just ground and pound with Chubb and Kareem Hunt and just wear, wear the defensive line out, uh, it could be a good day for Cleveland and Carolina. I'm I'm a very like old school like like you were talking about uh, like the Mauler type that Ikki Aquanu is, and that's just that's what Je- that's what uh, Wyatt Teller and, and Joel Batonio are, and, and oh, yeah. it's just oh it's just I I don't know what it is, man. But every once in a while, I love points. Don't get me wrong, I love points. But every once in a while. Just watch the linemen go go battle against each other, just run the football, and just see what happens. Because Nick Chubb, in those bad weather games, Nick Chubb, he's going to have one play that's going to be really awesome. It might not affect the game. I mean, he had that stiff arm where he stiff armed the dude to oblivion against the Steelers. We lost by two scores. So, like, it's not always <laughs> the definitive the, the definitive part of it. But, all right, man, before we get your final prediction uh, and, we get, and we wrap this thing up and put a bow on it for this weekend, and I appreciate you again for joining me yet again to talk about the defense after we talked about the offense yesterday. What is it with what's Carolina got to do to win? Is it generate a pass rush? Is it not, you know, is it force a couple of turnovers? Is it just simply lock down the wide receivers because they're flat out better than them? I think that if Carolina can keep the Browns under 125 yards rushing, uh, that Carolina will have a chance to win the game. I think that Brissett is going to struggle against the secondary. I don't think that's too far of a stretch uh, just because of the secondary's talent and, you know, Brissett is Brissett. So I think that if if you had Deshaun Watson back there, we'd be talking a a different story here. But uh, I think that that's probably going to be Cleveland's game plan. It's going to be let's just run the ball and and wear this defense out because this is where they struggle anyways. So I think that if Carolina can somehow contain that and then make Brissett have to make a play, then I think that that's where Carolina can, uh, you know, take the win. I like it. I like it. That's exactly essentially the flip side of what I've been saying on how the Browns win. You know, I'm like, <laughs> oh, you, I, my thing is like, he's just got to be effective and not turn it over. Like, like yeah. compliment the running game and don't lean. Cause yeah, if the running game is less than 125 percent, you better step up. Like, yeah. cause otherwise you're not winning that football game. All right, man, give me, give it to me. Give me the final score. Yeah. I, I'm going to stick with what I uh, said on our show when you were on. I do think that Carolina is going to win the game. Um, if you look through the history of revenge games for for players, it it seems it uh, tends to favor the players versus the team that they're playing against. Last season, we saw it in Carolina with 
the great Sam Darnold versus the Jets week one, and he had his only uh, like 50-plus yard touchdown pass of the, of the whole entire season versus the Jets. So I think that Baker will have a good game. Um, I don't know how good, but I think that he does enough to get the Panthers to win. I do not think that it's going to be a blowout like some people think. Uh, I think that it's going to be a, a one-score game, 24-17. Carolina wins at home. It's, it's, it's going to be – a lot of people there, and there's probably going to be a lot of Browns fans there. That's something that we deal with uh, quite a bit in Carolina. But I think that, you know, with a little bit of a home field advantage and then uh, with all the hype around Baker, I feel like that there's enough energy and, and, and just talent on the Panthers roster to pull out a win. I think it's going to be a dogfight either way. I, I, mm-hmm. I do think it's, it's just a straight dogfight. And, and you know what? I don't know that there's any better way to start the NFL season, man. Just yeah. just dogfight it out, earn that win, and just just build off of it, build a season off of it. Well, Bryson, I really appreciate you taking your time out of here, talking to me for a couple of days here. Make sure you check them out over at Panthers on Tap. Great show. They do a great job over there. Um, I appreciate it, man, and good luck this season. Thank you, Jacob. I appreciate it. All right, man, guys. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Go Browns.